This podcast is brought to you by real-life captioned eroticas. Check the link in the description for the sexy, visualized stories of your dreams. Welcome to my friend's erotic stories podcast, Reddit's best erotico. Here, you'll be indulged by listening to your daily dose of erotica from us, directly to your ear. Sit back and listen while your imagination run wild as we take you on a different experience every episode. Today, we continue our quest to learn the story of Bree and her brother, a family love that has the best build-up in the entirety of all stories. This is Having Some Bree, Chapters 1 to 11, by Jade Ocean writes. Sit back and take your time. This would be a long and erotic ride. This is our Friends Erotic Stories. Part 5 of the story titled, Having Some Bree, by user, Jade Ocean Eyes. Sit back and enjoy the story. Sunlight trickled in from between the curtains, and I blinked sleep from my eyes. I had a face full of hair, and when I realized it was Bree, memories of the night before came rushing back. We were still in our underwear, lying together, skin to skin. I propped myself on an elbow and gazed down at her, smiling gently. Normally she looked as much of a slob as anybody while she slept, but now she lay there like an angel, absolutely flawless. Where did these rose-colored lenses come from? So fucking hot. I had to suppress my alarm for fear of jerking up and waking Brie. Lexi was sitting in a chair in the corner of the room, legs crossed and elegantly chewing on a fingernail. What the fuck are you doing in here? I hissed, neck strained and head whipping between her and Brie. Enjoying the view, Lexi chuckled. You guys are so cute together. I was wondering when she'd finally muster the courage to just go for it. Then I got tired of waiting. She winked at me as if she were my co-conspirator. You need to get out of here before she wakes up. I warned. Oh, obviously. But first, did you guys do it? What? No, of course not. Why of course not? Just a matter of time, right? She grinned as if the idea was the most delicious thing imaginable. All right, take it at your pace. But don't keep me waiting too long. With that, she slinked out of the room, giving me a little finger wave over her shoulder. Not a moment too soon, because Brie began waking up next to me. She grumbled and shaded her eyes from the light before rolling over and seeing me yelping in surprise. After the initial shock, she pulled the covers over her face and rolled away from me. Good morning to you too, I said dryly. Oh no, she moaned into the covers. I gave a deep sigh and stood, scooping my clothes off the ground. When I looked back, she was studying me from behind the blankets. What do we do now? Her voice was quiet, timid. Probably make sure Lexi doesn't get the wrong idea. God, that sounded so stupid. Apparently Bree thought so too, because she gave me a humorless look. You don't really think she doesn't know what happened, she said. I mean, it's starting to feel like she set this whole weekend up. Yeah, no kidding, I muttered under my breath. I pulled my clothes on and smoothed them out. When I noticed how quiet Bree was, I looked back at her. She was sitting up now, the covers on her lap and she was staring at her hands. Are we, are we monsters, Steph? She whispered. I went to sit by her, taking her hands in mine. She looked up at me and I breathed deeply. It's my fault, I said, finding it hard to swallow. It's like you said. I started this. She squeezed her eyes shut before answering. Don't act like I like I didn't want this to. Steph, she mumbled. You don't have to do this. No more wishes. One more wish, I corrected. She began to protest, but I leaned in and kissed her, her lips were so soft that for a moment, I forgot where I was. When we parted, we were both short of breath. No other girls. Just you, Bree. Her blush ran all the way down her neck, and she waved me off the bed so she could get dressed. I went to the bathroom and found a toothbrush still in the packaging, as well as a fresh tube of toothpaste. That's right, we didn't even brush our teeth last night. Blah. After I freshened up, I found Lexi in the kitchen on her phone. A box of cereal on the table next to her. She perked up when she saw me, giving me an innocent smile. Good morning, Steph, she said cheerfully. Sleep well. I gave her a withering look and she giggled. Hey, I wanted to ask you. After you guys moved to your new place, that place has thin walls, right? Part of why we're here right now, I answered. I didn't want to get into specifics with her in case Bree hadn't divulged all the details about the situation with Ma. Well, my place doesn't have thin walls. I was pouring cereal into a bowl about to tell her that didn't help the issue. When it clicked, I stopped and looked at her sternly, and she playfully sucked on a spoon with a salacious look in her eyes. Yeah, but our place doesn't have a pervert actively listening through said walls. 
I muttered. And she giggled again. Oakman Day. It's a small price to pay. I scoffed before turning serious. Thank you, though, for giving us a place to stay. We literally had nowhere else to go. Don't mention it. She paused briefly, then continued. I know what it's like to feel alone. She gave the cereal box a melancholy look before instantly brightening back up. But now you guys have me. So is it so bad to give ol' Lex a little something-something to keep her going? She gave me a pouty look. And I couldn't help but laugh. Please don't tell me you want to partake. Oh god no. No offense, but you're not really my type. Plus, I don't even want to know what Brie'll do if she thought I actually wanted a piece of you. He's my brother. I do my best to keep him from any dangerous flirts. Brie walked in and Saturday down beside me, looking across the table at her best friend. They stared at each other for a long while, with Lexi giving her a variety of expressions ranging from teasing to suggestive to challenging. Brie, on the other hand, had never looked so deadly in her life. She still looked collected, but there was a surfeit of meaning being passed between the two. After an uncomfortable silence, they seemed to come to an understanding, or Lexi simply stopped teasing Brie, and they both burst into laughter. I let out a breath I hadn't realized I was holding as Lexi brought some milk out from the fridge. You're a lucky guy, Stefan, Lexi commented. You don't have to worry about any bad girls digging their claws in you. Your sister is ready to cut a bitch. To my shock, Bree simply nodded in agreement. Anyway, I was just telling Steph that you guys are welcome to stay here, especially when you guys need a place to. Lexi made an unintelligible and enthusiastic sound that somehow perfectly conveyed her meaning. At this, Brie bashfully looked down at her cereal, brushing a strand of hair that had escaped her ponytail. You're such a freak, Lex, Brie muttered, and Lexi weaved her fingers before resting her chin on them. Be glad that I am, honey, she replied with a smirk. So, any plans for today? Lexi decided that she needed to fill out my wardrobe in preparation for any dates I went on in the near future. What this consisted of was Lexi helping Brie pick out what she liked in terms of men's fashion then parading me around like a show horse in whatever Brie had chosen while my sister did her best impression of a tomato. It was the weirdest outing I've ever been on. It wasn't quite a date for me and Brie, especially not when the third woo was taking the lead. Wait, that's a tricycle. Well, Lexi prompted, pushing me forward by the shoulders. It wasn't a very complicated outfit, or even original for that matter. Black jeans and a white dress shirt that was half unbuttoned from the top. A red tie hanging unknotted around my collar and a leather jacket thrown over my shoulder. I looked like a freaking high school delinquent from a Japanese manga. Brie turned pink and fidgeted with her fingers in her lap while Lexi toted me around like a runway model. When, after quite a bit of teasing, Brie finally gave a small shy nod, Lexi did an actual fist pump before calling an attendant over and buying the whole outfit. Lexi, that's too much, I protested. I appreciate it, but I can't. Nonsense, Lexi interrupted waving me off while pulling out a credit card from her purse. You have me and my dad's full support. She gave us an impish grin. I nervously looked at the attendants to gauge their reaction, wondering if they were picking up on what was happening. Brie and I, though only fraternal twins, looked similar enough that the fact we were siblings was unmistakable. Yet if the attendants were wise to anything, they didn't show it. Now go change back into your own clothes, so we can bag this up. Unless you do want to start a date right now. We both shook our heads no. I don't think either of us were mentally ready to be in public together like that. Going to the movies the other night hadn't been the same. There was a different atmosphere at the time, and we simply hadn't given off the sexual tension of a couple. Wait, there it was, an exchange of glances between the two cashiers. When one of them met my eyes again, she quickly averted her gaze, and the other cashier trotted off to talk to one of their other colleagues. Fuck, thankfully that was our last stop as far as shopping went. We had sushi for dinner, it felt like forever since I last had Japanese. And then Lexi drove us home. Hopefully mom's weekend of fun was over. Thanks for the weekend, Lex, Bree said, hugging her best friend after we got out the car. Anything for my favorite couple, she replied, and I scratched my head awkwardly while Bree tried not to dig a hole for herself out of embarrassment. Lexi laughed and waved it off. Well, keep me posted. And my door is always open if you do want some privacy. Yeah, thanks, I blurted, desperate to get her to stop talking. With a wink, she got back in her car and drove off, leaving the two of us standing in silence on the curb. We held for a moment before I turned and looked at the apartment building, let out a deep breath, and headed up the stairs. Low metal clangs told me Brie was close behind when I opened the front door. Mom was sitting in the kitchen, looking over a bunch of papers, and she shot to her feet when we entered. Kids, 
Oh, welcome back, my babies. She grabbed us both in a group hug, pressing each of our faces into a shoulder. She let us straighten up before continuing. I'm sorry about what happened the last couple of days. I just... She shook her head, then smiled as if to put it out of her mind. Did you just stay with friends? Yeah, Lex let us stay over. Bree answered. Good, good. Mom was nodding emphatically. I got the distinct feeling that guilt was eating her up inside, and suddenly I felt bad for her. It seemed we had all reached a breaking point, and considering what Bree and I had been up to the past few days, who was I to judge Mom? I just wished she could be more subtle about it. Kids, I, I think I got a new job. We all looked excited, but before we could celebrate, Bree interrupted. Wait, this doesn't have anything to do with. To her credit, Mom looked mortified. No, no, nothing like that, she stammered, running her fingers through her hair in shame. To completely separate issues. Anyway, slightly shorter hours yet more pay than my current jobs combined, so that should give me at least some time to spend with you too. Now it was our turn to be embarrassed. If she only knew what we were doing when we were alone. To my surprise, Bree spoke up again. Mom, it's okay if you need to spend your off hours. Unwinding. We can just stay with Lexi again if you do. Mom looked down at her twisting hands but didn't argue. She has a spare bed, and she pays for meals, so we'll be fine. As helpful as that is, you shouldn't be taking advantage of your friend, Mom said with a frown. She's a sweet girl, and did you say she only has one free bed? Suddenly she was looking between us, and I think my heart nearly stopped. She has a great couch, I blurted. Bry's relief was almost palpable when Mom relaxed. Plus I think she likes the company, she added. She always loved sleepovers, when we were kids so we'd know. Nostalgia and all that. Mom looked at us for a moment, then suddenly looked like she was about to cry before pulling us into another hug. I couldn't have asked for better kids, she said shakily. Thank you, dears. She held us at arm's length and looked at us teary-eyed. I promise things will get better. Just give mommy a bit more time to sort it all out. I smiled and gave her a kiss on the cheek before stretching. Well, I got homework. We already ate, so... Good night, mom. Good night, baby. She waved at us as we retreated to our room, and we both slumped down into our beds. After a moment, I looked up and over at Bree. Why didn't you just say bedroom instead of bed? We already share a bedroom. It wouldn't have been a big deal. I wasn't thinking, she replied indignantly. Yeah, no shit. She grabbed a pen off the nightstand and winged it at me. And, I continued, a playful tone entering my voice. Bree eyed me warily. Couldn't help but notice you volunteered to spend more time at Lexi's place. Is that for mom's privacy, or ours? She turned red and buried her face in her pillow. I chuckled appreciatively. She said something into her pillow, voice muffled, and I had to ask her to repeat herself. She looked at me and took a moment to decide if she wanted to say it again. Does that make me a deviant? Pretty sure Lexi's on board with that, I muttered. If we are gonna be over there more often, we need to check the guest room for spyware. Bree snorted. You really think you know how to debug a room after watching a couple of spy movies? I guarantee you it's harder than they make it look. And you're not worried about us ending up viral on YouTube. An array of emotions crossed her face. I think I could make out embarrassment, then arousal, then skepticism or denial. Lexi's my best friend. She wouldn't do that. Just like she wouldn't eavesdrop on you doing dirty things with your brother. I replied dryly. Okay, she's a bit of a freak. A bit. Don't you have homework? She snapped playfully. We both laughed, then started in on our assignments. The silence was comfortable, only interrupted by the sounds of writing or pages being turned. Every once in a while we would catch each other's eyes and exchange shy smiles before going back to work. I enjoyed it more than I'll ever admit to her. My heart swelled with warmth at the mutual understanding and emotions for the current situation. Somehow I knew that she agreed we were in this together now. Nobody could know, except that pervert Lexi, and we would take things as slow as needed. I'd already done most of my work on Friday, so I managed to finish early. Stretching and lying back on my bed, I kicked my legs up and watched Brie frown at the computer screen. My thoughts wandered to what she'd been browsing the last time she was on it, and I grinned. She glanced over at me. What are you grinning about? You done? Yeah, just thinking about your face when we were watching on the waltz floor at Lexi's place. I chuckled. She tilted her head, then suddenly blushed when she recalled the moment I was referring to. That, I was just, in shock, cause, I mean. She clamped her mouth shut while I watched with amusement at her struggling to find an excuse. Naturally, of course, e-mame. She practically radiated with relief when her phone pinged, and she took a moment to check it before her cheeks colored again. 
Fucking Lexi, she huffed under her breath, proceeding to tap out a response to her friend. I hopped to my feet and grabbed a change of clothes before heading to the bathroom. After everything that had happened, a hot shower was exactly what I needed. I hummed gently to myself as I scrubbed my chest and almost shrieked when the curtain was pulled aside. Bree was standing there in a towel and apparently nothing else. Cool to sworn I locked the door. Either I forgot or somebody picked the lock. Jesus fucking Christ, Bree, I barked. She shifted timidly from one foot to the other, not meeting my eyes. The hell are you doing? Well, she unfurled the towel and dropped it on the closed toilet lid. I could only stand there in shock as my gaze roamed across her body. This was probably the first time I saw her nude with the lights on, at least since we were kids or something. She was in pretty good shape, but thankfully not to the point of being muscular. Her legs had good definition, a smooth flat belly that wasn't hard with ABS, and breasts on the smaller side, looking perky and firm. I swallowed, hands itching to touch them. She turned away to the side and covered herself, staring bashfully at the wall. Her long hair was down, creating a silky black curtain that blocked my view of her face. I grabbed her by the arm and helped her into the bathtub. Get in before you catch a cold, I said gently, pulling the curtain back in place. I maneuvered around so that she was under the hot water. She looked up at me with doe eyes, and I almost leaned down and kissed her right there. Instead I walked us out of the water to begin soaping her up, running the bar of soap across her body methodically. She sighed contentedly as my hands rubbed her skin to lather, and I started enjoying the process of covering her body in bubbles. I paused when I got to her tits. I didn't want this devolving into me just feeling her up for half an hour, instead of having a real shower. Besides, I wasn't sure how comfortable she was with it all. Despite how far we'd come, we hadn't actually touched each other like this yet. Seeing my hesitance, she looked up at me again. Her lips slightly parted. I gulped, unsure what I was supposed to be reading in her expression. Was she giving me permission? Before I could ask, she took my hand and guided it to her chest, using me to apply soap to her bosom. They'd appeared firm and perky, but they were actually softer than they looked. I think I moaned when my other hand cupped one of her tits to lather it up. We were taking turns being bold, the control of the situation shifting back and forth between us. At the moment she was holding my gaze while running the bar in my hand across her pebbled nipples. My turn now. I pulled her body to me, her tits pressing against my chest. She gave a meek exclamation, setting her hands against my shoulders. I pulled her hair to the side and started washing her back, from her bare neck to the angles of her shoulder blades to the soft pinch in her waist to the swell of her hips. I never knew backs could be so sexy. I was in a lust-filled stupor while rubbing her plush ass when she finally spoke up again. Um, Steph. Only then did I realize that my member was standing at attention and pressing into her pelvis. I stepped away and mumbled some kind of unintelligible apology, but she only turned around and pressed her slippery ass into me, leaning back into my chest. We'd switched again and she was taking the lead, using my hand again to wash her supple midriff. My length was sandwiched between her buttocks, and I let out a weak groan whenever she moved. She was starting to realize the power she had over me, and she looked back at me teasingly. I sucked in a sharp breath when our hands roamed down to between her legs. Through the bar of soap, it felt spongy, and I moaned again and cupped one of her breasts. Unable to help myself, her voice joined mine and she ground against me as we rubbed her core. Our panting quickened, our movements becoming more frantic. My lips were caressing her ear, whispering her name as we each got closer to release. And suddenly we broke apart, turning to look at each other with a wild look in our eyes. I'm not even sure which of us did it, but I think we were both afraid of going too far at least in one session or even one day. She took the soap from me with forced calmness and lathered her legs before stepping into the water to rinse herself. Then she stepped out, wrapped herself in her towel, and left without another word. I found her sitting on her bed with a novel, eating chips out of a bag as if she'd been here the whole time and this was the most erotic gaslighting ever. I sat her day on my bed and checked my phone, deciding to text Drew. Me, hey, are you back yet? Drew just got back a couple hours ago. Drew, why missed me? D. Me as if. Just bored with nothing to do. Me, weekend's been crazy though. Drew, oh, more crazy than mine. What did you get up to? As if I could tell him any of that. Yet I couldn't claim that I was hanging out with any of our other friends. Because they couldn't corroborate my story. Me, just family stuff. Drew, oh shit, is it your dad again? Drew, I swear that boss sob needs to get fucked up. Me, chill. It's nothing like that. Drew. Drew, did you do something with Bree then? I broke out into a cold sweat. I was sure he was just taking a shot, in the dark. 
especially if he had a crush on Brie. But I couldn't help that a small part of me was terrified that he somehow knew. I had to think of something else. Me, no, it's something about my mom. Tell you Tim T. Drew ate cool. Tit then. I considered how bad it would be to tell him about mom's misadventures, then settled on just telling him about her new job. Better to let him think I exaggerated when I said crazy than give him a peek at all the chaos engulfing us. I set my phone on the nightstand and suddenly felt just how tired I was. Tomorrow was a school day anyway, so turning in early wasn't strange. As if reading my mind, Brie closed her book and folded her bag of chips up, then left for the bathroom. Was she acting? Aloof. We usually left each other alone, during what would have been our private time. Were we in separate rooms? But with all that was happening, it just struck me as odd. Was I developing attachment issues? I groaned and folded the covers over myself as Brie walked back in. She turned the lights off and settled into bed. Before patting a spot of mattress next to her, I sighed and lay down, staring at the ceiling and letting my mind wander before sleep took me. Brie cleared her throat and I could hear her pat her mattress again. I looked over to find that she was still Saturday, upright, not looking at anything in particular. She delicately brushed a strand of hair behind her ear and patted the mattress again. And my eyes narrowed. Slowly, I got out of my bed and stepped over to hers. She lay down and turned her back to me, shuffling away and leaving a large strip of bed and blanket unused. So that's how she was playing things. The attitude of if we didn't talk about it, then it wasn't really happening, or it wasn't really wrong. I climbed into her bed, pulling the covers over me and snuggling close to her. Her skin was cool to the touch, and I pulled her against me to spoon. She sighed appreciatively and rested a hand on mine, which was wrapped around her waist. I held my beautiful sister all through the night, finally indulging myself by listening to her breathing and feeling her heartbeat on my chest. Whatever it is we had, we were both committed to protecting and continuing it, and for the first time in months I finally felt at peace. Part 6 of the story titled, Having Some Brie, by user, Jade Ocean Eyes. Sit back and enjoy the story. The hell's wrong with you? Drew asked, eyes narrowed in suspicion. What? I asked as I sat her day down on the seat next to him. As usual, Brie found a seat on the bus next to one of her friends. Nothing out of the ordinary. There's something about you. Drew scratched his chin. It's like that glow that pregnant women have you know. Except you're a teenage dude who's probably not pregnant. Probably, I agreed dryly. I dunno, you just. I haven't seen you like this ever. You haven't even been happy since before. Well, you know. The whole thing over the summer. He scratched his head awkwardly. Unsure of how to address my parents' divorce in casual morning conversation. I grunted in response. Well, my mom got a new job. I said as if to answer him. Pays more than both the jobs she has right now. And fewer hours too. Oh, neat. Is that what you were talking about last night? I nodded. Gotta say, I thought it was gonna be some wild shit. Like your mom stalking your dad in her free time, or something. My face scrunched up in utter confusion. What the hell are you talking about? I'm just saying your mom needs rope. Does she have rope? She needs to get, like, that nylon shit so the fibers won't be left on his skin or clothes. He spent the rest of the ride to school talking about, were my mother to kidnap my father for torturing purposes? all the ways she could get caught and how she could potentially circumnavigate them. He later confessed to binging a forensic series, which I said was evident and didn't require his admission. Classes seemed to crawl. At times I could have sworn that when I looked at the clock, the time displayed was even earlier than when I'd checked it five minutes prior. Lunch period finally arrived, and I hurried to the cafeteria, eager to see Brie again. We shared none of our classes, so lunch was the only time during school that we'd see each other. Drew had beaten me there and was waving me down at our usual table. It wasn't long before Brie and Lexi showed up again. Now that Lexi knew our secret, I expected she'd be spending a lot more time with us, as well as putting me and Brie together in social situations as often as possible. Brie seemed ready to assume the same seating arrangement as last week, but suddenly Lexi cut her off, almost making Brie drop her lunch. Lexi Saturday herself next to Drew, looking at Brie expectantly to sit beside me. Brie gave her a stern glare before settling next to me. Hey, I said with a smile. Hey, she replied, biting her lip. When I turned back, the two people Saturday across from us had expressions of interest clearly displayed, and I realized that even with an exchange as innocent as it was, we just slipped up. Lexi had a knowing smirk, which was to be expected. But Drew was looking between the two of us with a quizzical frown. 
He glanced at Lexi and saw her reaction too, as well as whatever guilty expression I had on when I found him taking notice. What? I asked, trying to pass it off as him being weird and seeing something that wasn't there. He grunted then shook his head. Nothing. His gaze shifted from me to Bree, then to Lexi, and my heart sank. So, Steph, Lexi crooned, in full flirt mode. How was your weekend? Lexi coming in with the save of both pushing the conversation, as well as feigning interest in me was a godsend. Drew immediately lost his inquisitive look as I shrugged, and gave a generic answer about work. Oh, that's too bad, Lexi continued. Because we girls, she beamed at Bree. Dot 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 went on a nice shopping spree, and then to a movie. You boys watch a dreamlike life yet? Drew groaned and hung his head as Lexi launched into an in-depth summary of the film, and Bree and I shot her grateful looks when he wasn't looking. She gave us a wink, not skipping a beat as she fawned over Felix fighting off an entire rival gang on his own. By the time lunch was over, Drew looked like he wanted to hang himself, and had apparently forgotten all about whatever theories he had about me and my sister. So I'll see you after school, I murmured to Bree. She looked glumly at the ground. I have work. And I have practice, I groaned, just remembering. But maybe I could come over after I'm done. Pretty sure your shift is longer, so I can pop by to pick you up. A small smile played across her lips. Careful, Steph. I think we're getting too comfortable too soon. Like I give a fuck. I put an arm around her shoulders and hugged her, wishing I could give her a kiss on the cheek. See you later, sis. The rest of the day passed more quickly than the morning as I occupied myself with thoughts of seeing her later. One of my friends, Rowan, had to snap me out of it during practice. Yo, Steph, he smacked me on the shoulder, giving me a start. Focus up before coach kicks your ass. I don't even have a stopwatch, and I can tell your times are down. Right? Thanks, Ro. Come on, day. Last two. Let's go. Anxious to be done, I think I might have done my best laps yet. Coach harumphed and let my earlier times slide, and I quickly showered and walked to the store Bree worked at. I still didn't understand how Bree could work at a clothing store without knowing anything about clothing. I once told her that she didn't seem enough of a fashionista to work there, and instead of proving me wrong, she just pelted me with stationery. It was shortly before dinner when I got there, nearing the end of her shift. Mom had left a note that morning saying she was going to be late again, and I could imagine she was very much looking forward to starting her new job. It occurred to me that we'd forgotten to ask her about that. Bree was the only person in the store. Excuse me, miss, I called as I entered. I'm looking for something nice and sexy for my girlfriend. You don't have a girlfriend, you virgin, she shot out with a grin, and I clutched my chest theatrically. She laughed and I straightened up, walking up to the checkout counter. Well, I have a very disapproving sister who has high standards for me, I said, wiggling my eyebrows. She couldn't decide how to react and instead opted to slap my hand. So, you ready to go? I can't, she grumbled. Georgie's sick, so I have to close tonight. And when's that? In another hour, I groaned, already looking for somewhere to sit. Naturally, this was one of those stores without any seats. The kind that forced boyfriends and husbands to stand right next to their ladies so that they could find something expensive for him to pay for. I know, I'm sorry. She actually did look disappointed. I looked at her and thought for a moment before giving her a playful look. Gick know what we should do. She looked at me warily. What are you planning? Does this place have cameras? She looked indicatively at the black hemispheres in the corners of the store's ceiling. Only place that doesn't have any is the dressing room area. I grinned and went to the front door, flipping the sign to closed. What are you up to? She said slowly with narrowed eyes. I leaned back on the counter, weaving my fingers together. We are playing dress up. We don't close for another hour, she stage whispered as if her boss would hear her. Wherever they were. It's a Monday night with no customers, I retorted. Were you expecting somebody to come in and make a big purchase all of a sudden? She blew out a breath. So what do you mean by dress up? I grinned and spread my arms, doing a slow spin to gesture at the racks and stacks of clothes around us. Come on day, you're telling me there's nothing in here that you'd like to try on. She shifted from foot to foot uncomfortably. We're not allowed to try on the merchandise. Oh my fucking god, I muttered to myself before setting my hands back on the checkout counter. Continuing at a normal volume. I said, I'm looking to buy something nice for my sister. Something she'd like. I was hoping you could model some stuff for me to see how it looks. So, miss, are you going to help me, or will I have to take my business elsewhere? Bree gulped and looked at the door, presumably to check that there indeed seemed to be nobody walking the streets and window shopping in this area. She looked back to me and nibbled on her lower lip, a smile slowly spreading across her face. 
Stepping out from behind the counter, she made a beeline toward a displayed set. It was a white short-sleeved ruffled blouse with a short gray skirt. She'd always been more of a t-shirt and jeans kind of girl. So I was both surprised by her first choice and excited to see how she looked in it. She went into the dressing room to change, and I took the opportunity to browse for something I'd like her to wear. When I heard the curtain being drawn aside, I looked up in time to see her nervously step out. Looking down at herself, the monochrome colors worked well with her dark hair, and I struggled to find words. She distracted herself with smoothing out non-existent wrinkles in the clothes. Before finally looking up at me, say something, damn it, she snapped, her cheeks rosy. I smirked. Is that any way to talk to a customer, miss? I drawled, and she fidgeted her fingers nervously. That aside, I think if my sister ever changed her wardrobe to something like this, it'd be a welcome switch. She tucked a lock of hair behind her ear and bit her lip again. And I chuckled before maneuvering over to a rack of dresses with a short shelf below for heels, lightly gesturing to them before rolling the entire display over to the alcove outside the two dressing rooms. She walked around the rack thoughtfully, and I was treated to the sight of her skirt swaying around her bare thighs. Turn around, Bree said suddenly as she began perusing the selection available. I want my choice to be a surprise. I obeyed, but snuck a peek over my shoulder and spied her deliberating on a sunny yellow sundress. She caught me looking and gave me a sour look of disapproval, twirling her finger for me to turn back around. When she finally walked to change, I looked at the rack, but there were too many dresses to be able to tell which one she'd picked. I returned the rack to its place and wandered around, surprised to find that this store sold lingerie as well. A little bit of everything, I suppose. Keeping inventory must be a nightmare. Something caught my eye. A sheer red baby doll with an open front that left the midriff exposed. The matching panties were lace, and I was instantly taken back to that first day of this entire dance. Brie only wore cotton, but obviously people didn't wear lace for comfort. I meandered back toward the dressing room, wondering what was taking her so long when she stepped out. My jaw dropped. She'd picked a dark cerulean halter top, and the color made her electric blue eyes pop. She looked more confident now, and even crossed her legs to pose. The slit in the side ran all the way up to almost her hip, allowing me a beautiful view of her legs. She'd apparently also snatched up some black heels on her way to the dressing room, and they did wonders for her figure. Even her hair was down, flowing over and around her shoulders like molten obsidian. Does the gentleman like what he sees? She teased. I don't know why, but something about this roleplay made me excited. It was as if pretending she wasn't my sister made what we were doing. I don't know. I couldn't place it. But she was enjoying herself now too, making me smile. She turned around, showing that the dress exposed almost all of her back, and my breath caught in my throat. I'd already showered with her. So what was it about non-nude women wearing revealing clothing that was more sexy than if they had nothing on at all? Very much so, I growled, reaching a hand out to stroke the smooth skin of her back. She turned around and batted it away, playfully wagging a finger at me. No touching the merchandise, she said, and she immediately put a hand to her mouth. I could guess why. Her choice of phrase made it sound like she was a whore I hadn't paid for yet. The color was draining from her face. They're just clothes, miss. But it's not the merchandise I'm interested in touching, I said, hoping to assure her that I hadn't misinterpreted her words like she feared. I stepped forward again to take her by the hips, and she slapped my hands away once more, eyes flickering out the doorway of the alcove. A glance around the corner at the storefront showed that there were still one or two people walking past at any given moment. I grunted in disappointment before admiring her again. She looked fucking fantastic. One more outfit, my dear, if you please. I walked over the two lingerie area and mentally went through my finances. No way I'd be able to buy all these for her, I realized sadly. Maybe Lexi would be willing to spend on our behalf, but exploiting her generosity was wrong. I almost sighed aloud before snatching up the red baby doll I'd spotted earlier. I lifted it up by its hanger and brought it back for Bree to see and she almost turned the same color as the lace. Steph, she stammered, and I cleared my throat, making her correct herself. Sir, that's... it's a bit revealing, isn't it? Anything for the customer? No? I prompted, eyeing her hungrily. Her dress already hugged her svelte curves flatteringly, but now I wanted to see her bedroom ready. The beast within me was stirring, and it seemed to lift its head in interest when Bree took the hanger and hesitated. She made note of the cut and the sheer material. Her modesty would only be maintained by the sparse lace around the breasts and the panties. Her eyes darted to me for a split second before affixing back on the outfit, and she took a deep breath nodding with resolve. 
She catwalked back to the dressing room, her hips swaying hypnotically with every step. I almost couldn't believe she was going through with this. I watched the curtain she was changing behind, listening to the sounds of fabric shifting, imagining what was happening just on the other side. She was taking a long time. Was she getting cold feet? In a split-second decision, I pushed through the curtain. Brie was already dressed, but yelped and covered herself when I came in. My heart almost stopped. She had been standing in front of the mirror, probably debating whether to walk out for me to see. Wordlessly, I moved her hands aside, and she squirmed under my scrutiny. The cups of the outfit didn't offer much in the way of support, so her breasts bounced when she moved. The open front gratuitously displayed the soft milky skin of her midriff, with the fabric gently draping over her hips on either side, with only panties on down below. Nothing about her legs was left to the imagination. Bree, I breathed, words failing me. I couldn't keep my eyes off her, and they roamed over her figure endlessly. She tried to shy away from me, and I backed her against the mirror. Stay in character, she managed, before I pressed against her and put my lips to hers. She gave a soft exclamation before moaning into the kiss, arms wrapping around my neck. My hands roamed all over her body before settling on her tits, squeezing her through the fabric. She broke off the kiss and gasped, her arms instead pulling my face to her exposed neck. Her hips were grinding into mine, and one of my hands dropped down to squeeze her ass as well, pushing her roughly against the growing hardness in my pants. When touching her like this wasn't enough, I turned her around and pushed her forward. Her hands pressed against the mirror, while I held her hips against me, and she began rising on the balls of her feet to rub her ass along the length of my member. I groaned appreciatively before filling one of my hands with a breast. The other hand went down to her crotch, and her breath hitched again. Even through the lace, I could tell she was wet. This time, instead of a bar of soap, there was only a thin piece of fabric between my fingers and her sex. I could better feel the plushness of her womanhood, and she spread her legs to give me better access. Her thighs already had droplets of her arousal running down the insides, and she began dripping on the wooden slats of the floor. My fingers worked slowly, and her grinding matched my pace. I couldn't start off fast without risking freaking her out. I massaged her soft folds through the lace, a small pool of her lust beginning to collect in my palm. The splatter of the rest of it hitting the ground turned me on even more. Her breathing was heavy, interspersed with moans and whimpers, and I think the amount of arousal I could build from auditory cues reached peak potential. I could see her in the mirror, and she was looking right in my eyes lustfully, alternating between biting her lips and parting them erotically. She had me on visual cues as well. Her scent seemed to be coursing off of her, and the pheromones were making me heady. I groaned and ran my tongue along her nape, savoring the taste of her skin. Olfactory and gustatory covered too, and tactile went without saying. Her soft ass wrapped around me through my pants was heavenly, speeding up to match the pace of my fingers rubbing her more urgently. My hand was drenched, and she shuddered against me as my ministrations reached an apex. I shouted her name as I exploded in my pants, and she screamed mine before hanging her head as spasms racked her body, her fingers clenching against the mirror. It took a good minute for us to catch our breaths. Her fingertips were holding onto the sheer surface of the mirror, with friction alone and my arms barely had any strength left to pull her upright by her tit. There was a puddle between her bare feet, and I carefully backed us up before we separated, looking at each other with feral looks. Still coming down from our highs, I don't suppose, you have a return policy. I gasped, eyes flashing to her soaked panties. She couldn't help but laugh, and I grinned before licking my hand. You, she squealed as if disgusted, though her expression told me she was anything but. She tasted mildly sweet. I always thought descriptions like that were an exaggeration. She looked down at the lingerie and sighed. Fuck, what am I gonna do about this? Put it back on the rack, I suggested, and this time she really did look repulsed. That's so gross, Steph. And what if my boss found out? Fine, fine. Then I'll, I'll buy it. Wiping the rest of her nectar on my jeans, I definitely need to wash those later. I checked my wallet. I had roughly enough for one outfit from this store. No, I will. She sighed and looked down at her clothes. At least we know we both like it. I burst out laughing, and she giggled as well before shooing me out so she could change. The other, and more pressing, reason I needed to wash these jeans was the load I'd just shot into them. Making sure I was out of sight of the cameras, I used a paper napkin to clean up as best I could. I discarded it in the waste bin at the counter, then eyed it warily. It was gonna stink. Whoever had the shift tomorrow would know that Brie had closed tonight, and she'd have to answer some questions. I grabbed the plastic trash bag 
and tied it up just as Bree stepped out of the dressing area. Her hair was back up in a ponytail, and she looked as cleaned up as she could without a bathroom sink. You're taking out the trash, she wondered aloud, and I nodded. Do you mind? She held up a large wad of wet paper napkins herself, and my eyes bugged out. She withdrew her hand a bit shyly, and I opened the bag for her to toss the wad in. That much, huh? I asked with a devilish grin, and she scowled. Not a word, she grasped. It's disgusting enough that we of all people are doing this. Now we're in public. She hung up the outfit she had tried on, then folded the lingerie set and put it in a paper store bag. She fiddled with the register to enter her purchase of it, as if it were from a regular customer. I peered at the panties in the back. Did you wring those out? Yes, she hissed. Good, cause you don't want it soaking into the bag. And, Stefan, shut the fuck up. She snatched up the bag and disappeared into the office, returning with her school backpack and waving for me to leave with her. She locked up inside, resting her head on the metal shutter ceiling off the windows. I'm sorry, I said suddenly. Just now was a mistake. I got carried away, and we shouldn't have. Now you're ashamed of me. She turned to look at me, heard evident in her eyes. I was completely confounded. What? No. How could I ever? What are you talking about? I was panicking. It felt like she was about to cry. Goddamn, why did girls always have to take it the wrong way? Nothing, she mumbled, turning and heading home. I had to stop her by grabbing her wrist and spinning her back toward me. I dropped the trash bag and held her with both arms, planting a kiss on her lips. It wasn't sexually charged like in the store, but gentle and loving. Still not the kind one would give their sister, but we were past that. Bree, I love you, I murmured. She took a moment to soak the words in before she rolled her eyes a little. More, more than as a brother. She had trouble looking at me now, eyes dipped at my chest. I don't know what this is or what to call it, but the name doesn't matter. I know what I want. She finally met my gaze, eyes swimming with tears. I couldn't tell if they were from what she thought I'd said earlier, or from what I'd said just now. Either way, I smiled reassuringly at her, and she pulled her lips in her mouth to keep from sobbing and swallowed. I need to hear you say it, she whispered. I used my nose to tip hers up so that she was looking up at me, then touched my forehead to hers and smiled. I want you, Brie, only you. Every inch and ounce. She managed a smirk. You can be a real sap, you know that. Don't let anyone hear that, I warned, feigning solemnity. I have a reputation to maintain. What reputation? She laughed, shoving me playfully and breaking our embrace. I threw my arm around her shoulders, and together we made our way home making small talk about our day at school. I wished moments like this could last forever. Part 7 of the story titled, Having Some Brie, by user, Jade Ocean Eyes. Sit back and enjoy the story. Stefan, wake up. I grumbled into the pillow, shading my eyes from the sunlight filtering through the blinds. You need to get up before mom finds us like this. What was Brie even talking about? It was too early for this shit. She shoved me and I rolled out of bed, landing on the floor with a hard thud. God, Brie, what the fuck? I griped. The door opened and mom stuck her head in. Are you kids already fighting first thing in the morning? She asked mellowly. Just Steffi being a massive idiot. Brie quipped with a touch of mockery. More like Savvy being a massive bi. Stefan, language, mom said disapprovingly. Apparently her tolerance for us cussing was higher when she was bringing strange men home. I didn't say that, obviously. Play nice, kids. I have to leave before breakfast. True to form, she was already dressed for work and blew us kisses before closing the door. Bree was at my side in an instant, helping me off the floor. Sorry, Steph, she mumbled. She was calling down the hall, and I knew she was coming in. We couldn't have her finding you in bed with me, so I had to do something. Are you okay? Peachy, I snipped, looking up at her concerned face. All my anger dissipated. I leaned up and kissed her, and she sank to her knees and knelt between my legs, wrapping her arms around my neck. What a way to start my day. It wasn't until I was making breakfast that I found out it was going to get even better. So glad we don't have practice today. Bree sighed. You excited? Amy. What's up? I asked absently, focusing on the eggs. Fair day, dummy, she said matter-of-factly. I almost smashed the yolks on the flip. Wait, fair day is today. I whirled to look at her. She nodded with a grin. Twice a year, the county fair would roll through town, and our school would suspend after-school activities so that students could attend. I could honestly say I had no idea why. 
The good news was that I suddenly was getting a chance at a free date with Bree, without having to burn time on real life. It was starting to increasingly feel like I was living in some fantasy with her. And every day I'd have to fight through reality just to spend time with her. Maybe I was just tired. It had been a hell of a few days, after all. Apparently they added a haunted house this year. She noted when I finally set our salvage breakfast down on the table. I gave her a skeptical look, and she shrugged. We ate a few bites in silence, with my expression quizzical and hers inscrutable. You hate scary stuff, I finally stated. I hate scary stuff. Why the hell? Doesn't really affect us that there's a new haunted house, does it? I dunno. Guess I was feeling brave. She was being so damn cryptic, and yet it felt like I could still make a bit of sense of it. Was she trying to say something about what we'd been doing recently? I couldn't decipher her full meaning before she finished eating and tapped her watch, indicating that we should be on our way. Guess I'd find out later. Bree and Lexi were already at our usual table at lunch. Drew was oddly absent, but I knew he'd made it to school since we'd talked on the bus. Lexi looked animated, yet her head was dipped as if she were trying to keep her voice down. For her part, Bree was shaking her head and looking like she was trying to avoid eye contact with her best friend. Guess it was time to rescue her. Hey, I uttered as I sat her day down next to my sister. Lexi grinned so wide that I realized just how much of a fool I was. As if I could rescue anybody from this girl. She was about to chew me up and spit me out. And if I knew anything about Lexi, she chewed very slowly. We were just talking about Bri's plans later, Lexi said. Nobody elaborated, but just judging by her tone. Maybe I was reading too much into things, but it felt like she was making it apparent exactly what the nature of these plans was. Not one to disappoint. Lexi picked up her hot dog and eyed it mischievously, and then she kissed the tip. I frowned and looked over at Bree, whose eyes were wide with disbelief and disapproval, just barely shaking her head. Lexi suppressed a laugh and gave her hot dog another kiss before extending her tongue to give it a gentle lick. What the fuck was happening? I looked around us, but nobody seemed to be paying our table any attention. Moaning appreciatively, Lexi then took the hot dog in her mouth. It was the only way to describe it. Any passerby would have been hard-pressed to say that she was putting the food in her mouth with the intention of biting into it. Her lips wrapped around the hot dog, bun and all, and at no point did she break eye contact with my sister. Stop it, Lex, Bree said suddenly. Her voice strangled. Her friend obeyed with a smirk before lifting a glass of milk to her lips. Why was she drinking milk? Lexi began gulping the beverage down without pause, two or three rivulets of the white liquid rolling down her chin and neck. Oh, that's why. She was gulping loudly, exaggerating the sound, and finished with a lustful sigh. She refrained from wiping up what she'd spilled, and the two of us were looking at her with mixed expressions of shock and perhaps a hint of arousal. Who was I kidding? I was rock hard. We were snapped out of it when Drew dropped his lunch tray on the table and Saturday down with a groan. Sorry guys, coach ambushed me in the hall just now. He peered over at Lexi next to him and frowned. Jesus Christ, Lex, you got milk all over you. Whoops, silly me. She winked at me and Bree before wiping up her drink with slow and deliberate strokes. Oblivious, Drew reached over and knocked his knuckles against mine. Dude, fair day. Rematch at the guns. You know it, I replied, trying to pull myself back to the conversation. We had an ongoing rivalry of who was the best marksman. Back when we played video games together, we'd compare our speed and accuracy in shooting games. Naturally, we wanted to see if those skills translated well into real life, and took full advantage of the airsoft rifles one could use to shoot balloons on a spinning wheel at the fair. I was faster, but he was more accurate. I wondered if it had anything to do with the sports we were involved in. You gonna win me anything, Steph? Lexi lilted. Not a chance, Drew retorted puffing his chest out. Bry's gonna be the one taking them prizes home today. I leaned forward and narrowed my eyes, and he held his ground with a challenging grin. All right, boys, settle down, Bree scolded. Drew, you don't have to get me anything. We're just there to have fun, right? Winner gets to take Bree on the Ferris wheel. Lexi rushed out. Lexi, Bree protested. Drew and I didn't break eye contact, our stares intensifying. Lexi had just upped the ante, and Drew got a glint in his eye. There was no doubt in my mind that he was gonna make a move on Bree if he got her alone on that Ferris wheel. Fuck that. I didn't even realize I was staring daggers at him until Bree tugged on my elbow. Drew's eyes flashed down to the movement, and he Saturday back with a dangerous smirk. I might have growled, and he took a bite of his lunch, looking satisfied with himself. I swear I was going to have a heart attack, 
one of these days from beating men off my mom and sister with a stick. The fair was set up not too far from school, and Bree and Lexi were waiting for me on the street when the last class ended. Lexi, what the hell? I demanded when I approached. She gave me an innocent shrug and turned her gaze skyward, a smile playing at her lips. Just don't take the challenge, Steph, Bree pleaded with me, and I scoffed in response. Drew could count that as a forfeit and claim Bree by default. Just the thought of it made my blood boil. Besides, not accepting the challenge made me look weak. Yeah, the male ego is stupid. Sue us. Well, it's not a concern as long as Steph wins, Lexi said as if it were the simplest thing in the world. I groaned, scratching my head vigorously, and she leaned in close to murmur in my ear. Otherwise Drew gets Bree. You're not gonna let your best friend have your sister, are you? Something about how she said it triggered a powerful, emotional response. And I grabbed Bree by the hand and stormed off, leaving Lexi to titter to herself. Bree yelped as I dragged her along. My thoughts plagued by possibilities that horrified and disgusted me. There was nothing that rendered me more helpless in the moment than my rational self knowing how ridiculous I was being and succumbing to my imagination anyway. Even if Drew won, it wasn't like Bree would let him do anything to her. Right? It felt like somebody was crushing my heart right in my chest. My jaw was clenched so hard that it ached. Blood thundered in my ears, and my breathing was escalating. You're not gonna let your best friend have your sister, are you? Steph, you're hurting me? I looked down at my hand and sure enough, Bri's hand was red, maybe turning purple in my grip. I let her go and huffed, turning away from her in shame. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Drew probably wasn't even that serious about this. He was my friend. I knew at some level I could trust him to treat my sister with respect. But something primal in me kept replaying the look he'd given me at lunch, and all I saw was a wolf. On the hunt. Sorry, I managed, my voice like gravel. Bree was cradling one hand in the other, rubbing it tenderly. I'd hurt her, and I think I was scaring her. Great going, Stefan. Hey, she put her good hand on my cheek and turned me back toward her. She didn't say anything until I mustered up the strength to look her in the eyes. It's alright. She wasn't mad, and she wasn't scared. All I saw was tenderness and concern. My breath left me like a sigh of the wind. I realized I was exhausted. My dumb emotions had worn me out. I just... I began, faltering pathetically. I know you'll win. It's gonna be alright. She smiled brightly at me. Yeah, no pressure or anything. Knowing I couldn't disappoint her put some fight back in me. But at least I was grounded again. I looked behind us and saw Drew walking with Lexi. The two of them maintaining their distance from us. Drew's head was tilted to one side, watching us curiously. Lexi looked like she was speaking to him, looking between him and us with ease. God knew what she was telling him. I sighed and took Bri's hand again, holding her hand loosely enough that it bumped back and forth in my grip. Her thumb rubbed the back of my hand comfortingly and I swallowed when we finally came into earshot of the fair music. It was already bustling with people, crowds of folks walking around with cotton candy and funnel cakes. And it reminded me of how cheerful I usually was at these things. Drew and Lexi caught up with us, and the four of us looked around, wondering where to start. Save the best for last, Drew suggested, shooting me a sideways glance. That meant waiting until the end of the day to do the shooting, and Ferris wheel. I couldn't tell if he wanted to have some fun first before our competition, or if he was just building the tension. Bree gave my hand a squeeze, and I took a deep breath. Sure, food first, then we walk around and see what catches our attention. I responded, and the others nodded. Bree and I each got a cone of cotton candy, Lexi bought a funnel cake, and Drew was already digging into a turkey leg before we began exploring. We played some of the other games, like the ring toss and high striker. And at one point we almost talked Lexi into the dunk tank. Drew and Lexi were having a round on the carousel when Bree spotted the haunted house. For some reason, she dragged me in, with me laughing and shaking my head the whole way. We didn't make it ten steps in before we received our first jump scare. Some clown with long jagged teeth and leathery clawed hands. Was it any wonder why people were afraid of clowns? Bree squealed and grabbed my arm, hiding behind me and almost making me trip over her as I backed away from the actor. We both caught our breath with shaky laughter, continuing deeper, ghouls, axe murderers, and even a dude filled with arrows sporting some very impressive blood makeup. At this one, Bree curled up in a squad, and no amount of coaxing could get her to move. Worried we'd hold up the flow of the attraction, I scooped her up in my arms, and she wrapped her arms around my neck as I carried her the rest of the way through. She had her face buried in my neck, her breath brushing my skin and making me hold her tighter. The remainder of the actors kindly left us alone, 
and I blinked a few times as we stepped outside. The sun was hanging low, and Drew and Lexi were waiting for us at the end. Both of them had their own amused expressions as I set Bree back down on the grass, and she straightened up her hair nonchalantly. It's time, Drew announced dramatically, and I nodded gravely. The two of us led the way to the airsoft booth, with Lexi whispering something to Bree as they hung back. Drew went first, lifting the rifle to his shoulder and eyeing the 20 balloons spinning on a large rotating bullseye. Players had one minute to shoot as many balloons as possible. Time measured by a carnival song the booth attendant played. Drew popped 12 without missing a shot, and he presented his medium tiger plushie prize to Bree. Milady, he said proudly, and she hesitantly accepted it before thanking him. I exhaled heavily and picked up the rifle, realizing only then how sweaty my hands were. I wiped them on my jeans as the attendant replaced the popped balloons, then leveled the gun at the bullseye and nodded at him to start the music. My first shot missed, so did my second. Fuck, I muttered under my breath. Lexi stepped up behind me and put her hands on my waist, and I heard Bree inhale sharply behind us. Focus up, Lexi whispered next to my ear as the balloons seemed to become a blur of color as they spun. Bry's counting on you. You need to protect your sister. Why had she phrased it like that? I never got a chance to thank her for it. Without pausing between pulls of the trigger, I was like a robot firing that rifle, barely even consciously registering where I was placing my shots. When the music stopped, only two balloons remained. 18. I'd won. Lexi cheered and claimed a giant stuffed bear from the attendant while I turned around in a daze. Drew was wearing a respectful smirk, extending a hand for me to shake it. His grip was firm and his gaze was unreadable. Bree was silently beaming from behind her plush tiger, probably refraining from cheering to avoid making it seem like both girls were on my side. Well, you know what that means, Lexi announced elatedly. Drew grumbled but nodded, and Lexi relieved Bree of her plushie before waving us off toward the Ferris wheel. The two of us awkwardly left them at the booth as they chatted, and eventually Bry's hand found mine. The line at the Ferris wheel was surprisingly short, and we got on after a brief wait. As we slowly rose off the ground, our legs hanging off the seat and the sun burning brilliant colors into the sky. Bree shuffled closer to me. When we were halfway up I put my arm around her, and she rested her head on my shoulder. I can't believe Lexi turned me into a prize. She griped, and I laughed softly. Nothing would have incentivized us more. I answered, and she was silent. Besides, you know Lexi is enjoying the hell out of this. She wanted to stir the shit, and see what I would do. So you're happy you won? She asked, squeezing my arm. We were near the top now. Nobody could really see us. I turned to her and she straightened up. Then I hooked a finger under her chin and tipped her face up. You have no idea, I murmured before bringing my lips to hers. She made a small noise before digging both her hands into my hair, and I pulled her body as close as I could with the way we were seated. Slipping my tongue into her mouth earned me a long moan, and she twisted hers around mine while tugging my head more fiercely toward her. You're mine, I growled between breaths, and she nodded as we made out. My hand slipped under her shirt, and then her brought a cup her breast, drawing a restrained moan from her. I could have spent another hour with her up there, but we were on the clock. We were forced to break apart as the music below grew louder, signaling that we would be back in eyeshot soon. Panting heavily, we both patted our hair down and straightened our clothes. Our friends were waiting at the base of the ride, and Lexi waved up at us as we descended. I only smiled as Bree waved back, and soon we were disembarking. Well, I guess that's that. Drew declared. He looked disappointed but not angry, which was a relief. Lexi handed Bree back her tiger, and it seemed she fully intended to keep the bear I'd won her for herself. See you guys at school tomorrow. Sure, Lexi agreed, turning to walk back to school where her car was parked. I'll text you later, girl. As Bree, Drew, and I walked to the bus stop, Bree pulled ahead by herself and Drew leaned over to me. Wanna tell me what's going on? He murmured. Oh fuck, what do you mean? I asked casually. He gave me an unamused look, and I gave him a blank one in return. I mean this whole sibling thing. I had to remind myself to keep walking and act natural. You're protective of her, yeah, I get that. But she looks like she's also super protective of you, and she's cock-blocking Lexi. And Lexi, he trailed off, scratching his head. Okay, so it seemed he wasn't exactly onto us. Onto us. Because we were doing something wrong here. I gulped, uncomfortable that Drew was bringing my conscience back into the mix. I dunno, is Lexi hitting on you just to piss Brie off, or something? Cause she doesn't seem that upset when Brie rebuffs her for you. Yeah, it sure does feel like that, I manage. Dude, she's your sister, not your girlfriend. My heart skipped a beat. No need to be so jealous of each other. 
My heart hesitantly resumed pumping. Get off my ass, dude, I chuckled, elbowing him lightly in the arm. If she's actually interested in somebody, she's not gonna listen to what I have to say about it. Even if that somebody was me, eh, you're probably right. Guess until she meets that somebody, you have her all to yourself, huh? He gave me a sidelong glance. He was testing me, trying to catch me off guard or force an involuntary reaction. If I had whipped my head to look at him just now, that was as good as an admission of guilt, and the jig would have been up. Thankfully, I was smart enough to see the moves he was making, and kept my cool. Teftied, I think we see enough of each other as is. I could tell it was still niggling at him, but he couldn't get anything out of me and eventually dropped it. The three of us rode the bus, chatting about the parts of the fair that preceded the shooting competition. Until we got to our stop. See you tomorrow, stilts, I said to Drew as Bree, and I got off. Later, fish legs, he replied with a grin, and I breathed a sigh of relief as the bus drove off. Fucking hell. Lexi's so dead when I get my hands on her. Bree fumed, leading the way into the building. I can't fucking believe she pulled that shit, I added. The hell was she thinking? Yeah, I heard Drew grilling you. So what do we do? I don't know. I was drained from the day and decided I didn't want to cook. I settled for making sandwiches for dinner, and we went to get change. Throwing on a t-shirt and shorts, I washed my face before going about constructing sandwiches for mom, Bree, and myself. Bree Saturday at the counter tapping like mad on her phone, chewing Lexi out. She grunted an affirmative, nails clacking against the glass touch screen. After a moment she scoffed. She said she was doing it to help us. Crazy lunatic. Does helping us include outing us to yet another person? I wondered aloud. Bri's only response was a muttered Jesus, Lex. She was blushing furiously and had a hand scrunching her shirt collar. I placed the finished sandwiches on the counter, and she took one and began eating while she texted. With the stress of the shooting challenge finally out of the way, I slumped myself onto a stool and rested my head on the counter, taking bites of sandwich every so often. Bree seemed to be getting more and more flustered until finally she took her plate to the sink and then hurried off to our room. Frowning, I wrapped the rest of our dinner and put it in the fridge, then followed her. I found her in the middle of undressing, panting lightly. The lights were off and she tossed her bra off and beckoned to me. I approached slowly, already at full mast and straining against my pants. We started kissing and she pulled me over to my bed and Saturday me down, helping me to remove my clothes. Finally pulling my member free, she breathed in awe and admired it in the darkness. I tried to reach for her but she pushed me back, then pulled off her panties and knelt in front of me. Was she going to? Her fingers wrapped around me and I gasped, tilting my head back slightly, my chest heaving once from my hitched breath. Her touch felt experimental, moving up and down to squeeze at different points, rubbing the skin to learn the texture. Then she held it fast and began stroking it properly, slowly at first, still looking at it curiously. Bree, I breathed, and her round eyes looked up at me as if to ask if she was doing it properly. Was this her first time doing this? I took secret pleasure at the thought. Then she leaned forward, and I felt something wet skim across my tip. My hips jerked and I throbbed in her hand, startling her and making her withdraw. Cautiously, as she gauged my reaction, she leaned forward for another lick. Then kissed the head. Oh God! She licked her lips, staring hard at my manhood probably summoning her courage. With a determined nod to herself, she wrapped her lips around me, and I gasped and pitched forward. In one slow movement, she took half of my length into her mouth. I could feel her tongue pressing up against the underside of my cock as she acclimated to the sensation, then pulled away, strings of saliva following her. She went back in for another pass, and then another, each time sinking my shaft a little bit deeper past her lips. At last, she gripped my hips, and pulled herself onto me, kissing my pelvis and gagging a bit. I felt muscles clench around my tip and realized I was in her throat. I almost lost it right there. She pulled off, gasping for air. My shaft was covered in thick gobs of liquid, and she sniffled and rubbed at her nose before continuing, not going as deep again. Her head bobbed up and down as her tongue played with the fluids created. It was a simple left-right motion, nothing expert on her part. But then again I would have been disturbed if it was. As it stood, I had to resist the urge to grab her head and force her down on myself again, instead clenching the sheets as well as my jaw, taking shuddering breaths as she sucked. I looked down again and her hand was moving between her legs. My god, she was touching herself, 
while she pleasured me. It improved the sensations I was feeling immeasurably, knowing that she was enjoying this perhaps as much as I was. I could hear little droplets quietly hitting the floor and assumed it was the wetness of her arousal. That earned her a deep rumbling groan from me. My voice stuttered at the end as I tried to restrain myself. She was getting me close. Bree decided to make another attempt at taking me deep, and I groaned appreciatively. Then we heard a voice call, Kids, I'm home. Bree froze, her throat making quiet strangled sounds before I grabbed her hair and held her in place. Eyes wide in panic. We heard a little bit of clatter as mom presumably deposited her keys and other effects on the kitchen counter. Then the sound of her footsteps approaching the hallway. She was coming in. She was going to catch us. I released, feeling Bri's throat flex as gobs of cum flowed straight down into her stomach. Her fingers dug into my hips, and her feet lifted off the ground and quietly kicked the floor as she made choking sounds. The clack of mom's heels stopped right outside our door, and I pitched forward. My orgasm intensifying. I barely registered when the footsteps continued away to her own room, and the sound of her door closing signaled we were in the clear. All I could focus on was my sister. It was a few seconds later that I finally released Brie, throwing myself back on my elbows and gasping for breath. Instantly, she pulled off me and retched, then a fit of coughing followed by her slurping the string of discharge that hung off her lips. She swallowed and whimpered, making a face. You, she said miserably. It was only then that I grasped what she'd done. She'd swallowed. She'd swallowed my load. She wiped her mouth with the back of her hand, then coughed again and rubbed her throat gingerly. I'm sorry, I murmured, still trying to catch my breath. She had left a wet spot on my left hip when she pulled her hand out of her panties to brace herself when I forced her deep, and I scraped some of it up with my fingers and had a taste. Sweet, just like before, probably a stark contrast to how my own cum tasted. You're an asshole, she continued with a pout, sniffling and dabbing at her eyes with her clean hand. I'm sorry. I leaned forward and took her by the arms, pulling her up and onto myself as I lay back down, then shifted so we could bring our legs onto the bed. Brie lay on my chest, clearing her throat, every now and then squirming a bit to get more comfortable. After a while she admitted, it doesn't taste as bad as I thought it would. I heard that, she trailed off, suddenly shy and I chuckled quietly and stroked her hair. A few moments passed before she spoke up again. Did I do good? Brie, you were fucking incredible. I replied without hesitation. It was hard to tell from my angle, but I think I could see a small smile on her face. I can't believe that was your first time. You're a natural. She nuzzled my chest, cooing slightly. I sighed contentedly, then frowned. Hey, you never explained. Why did you want to go in the haunted house? She hid her face in her hands, and I waited patiently for her to gather herself for an answer. I wanted you to hold me, she mumbled, and you carried me in front of our friends. And, she buried her face in my chest, her cheeks feeling warm. Holy hell, she was adorable. I could feel myself fading. That's right. I was dreaming and would wake up any second. Part 3, and the final episode of the series, would be uploaded tomorrow. Make sure to keep your notification up. To hear more about Bree, also our community launched a Patreon page. For our podcast, for less than $3 a month, you can support our goals and make this a better audio erotica. That was one hot story from our friend. Make sure to listen to our episodes coming every few days. You can subscribe and donate to this podcast. It would help me do this every day. And for you to get alerted and not miss any of your friends erotic stories.